you know, I do like it. I, you could just put a dot back and then I will know you get it. Okay. Gotcha. Happy New There's Year's. Dot. Happy Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Gary, change my email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to mention? When I was doing my obituary from of my my beloved uh, Leslie West yesterday, I forgot to play the best clip. I had it all planned out, but you know, when I start talking about people, you know, I'm not sitting there reading every note I made, but I wanted to remind you of this great Leslie West. Leslie West died. For those of you who didn't hear this, uh, many of you wrote me. You were happy to hear me mention Leslie and do a little obituary of Leslie. Uh, Leslie West died while we were on vacation. And uh, not COVID, by the way, but complications of something. I don't know. But he died. I thought and he collapsed, right? That's, I something like that. Yeah. Like a heart like his, attack. Yeah, like his heart stopped beating for like a yeah. half hour. And then once that happens, you're fucked. But anyway, um, he had a strong heart when you think about it. Because he put that body through a lot of abuse. First of all, the body itself was bigger than any heart should have to handle. That's right. And then he had all those other things going on. But Leslie was a masterful guitar player and the sweetest guy on the planet, as we explained yesterday. I'm not going to do the whole obituary over again. And by the way, I was listening to Tom Morello's Revolution on um, Lithium. And did and he, he mention Leslie? He did. Right when I turned on the radio to listen to him, he wow. mentioned that he played Mississippi Queen and he mentioned that uh, the tone of Leslie's uh, music it was unique and special and he had a couple of nice words to say so don't you think to... it's interesting do you get some of those feelings like when you turn on the radio and it's exactly at a part you really need to hear or would have wanted to hear that it's there it's shocking because i don't know that everyone is sitting and talking about leslie west but that literally happened to me listening to sirius x time it happened almost three times about leslie west really? Yeah, and I don't know that they're talking about Leslie West every break, so it was weird. Yeah, that did happen a couple of times, not just with Tom Morello. Yeah, that sometimes um, makes you sort of think, maybe there is more to the universe. Tom Morello said an interesting thing. He was saying when he was young, the first instrument he picked up because they had it at his school was a French horn. And he what? was horrible. At, he was horrible at it. Like, really? you assume that musicians are just good with every instrument. He said... He even went home to his mother and said, I, I, music is not for me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like it because wow. I don't, you know, I, he was so bad at it. He was fourth chair. So meaning there were three but other, he was almost out the door, almost out the door. He was horrible <laughs> at it. And I was horrible at clarinet. He said, but then when he got the guitar, he, he was obsessed with it and he loved it because yeah. guitar is cool. French horn isn't cool. So it shows you that if you play the guitar and you're into it and it's cool and you're like the Beatles, you could get, you don't necessarily have to be good at every instrument because well, I most suck. People are only good at like one, right. you know, and you, everybody's not Paul McCartney and Stevie wonder and Prince. I know, I know how those guys are unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, like Paul McCartney, you, you show him like a, you know, a piccolo and he's suddenly playing it. Oh, piccolo. I think I'll, I think I'll pick this he up. He can take that little, you know, that wooden thing with the metal things in it that people say sounds like a piano. He can play oh, that. Yeah, he plays that. Whatever that he is. He can make music out of that. <laughs> anyway, Leslie West, I just, I wanted to add this to his obituary and remind you of it. And I've, I've talked about this before, but years ago, we would do the show from England once a year. 
one particular year we had on the legendary Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce was the bass player in Cream. He um, was friends with Leslie, formed a band with him later on called West Bruce and Lang. But Jack Bruce was, um, you know, he was a motherfucker in the best way as a musician. Uh, bass player, probably the best bass player that ever lived. Why? Because when Jack Bruce would play the bass in Cream, he would play chords on the bass. No one had ever done that. He, he, you know what I mean? He just had this unique style. Not only that, the guy could sing like an angel. So Jack Bruce was brilliant. Anyway, we're on the air in England with Jack Bruce. And um, we, we pick up the phone and call Leslie West, who is in New York. And we say, hey, Jack's going to do a song. Leslie, can you accompany Jack on the guitar? Now, when you're on in those days in England, there's a delay over the phone. There's a little transatlantic delay that's about one or two seconds, literally. Leslie starts playing the guitar for Jack Bruce over the telephone and somehow was in key and was in the right moment, even though he couldn't hear what Jack was doing. Yeah. Now, this is a true maestro. I don't know. And I even used to say to him, Leslie, how did you pull that off? You couldn't hear Jack in real time. You were hearing him in a two-second delay. How did you make that sound so good? And he goes, ah, I don't know what the fuck I did. I just got there and I played it. <laughs> you know, but, but it, it was an incredible moment. And here it is. This is Jack Bruce and Leslie West. Jack's with us in England. Leslie's on the phone. The regular telephone. Just sitting in the yeah. country town. Transatlantic solo I meant to play that yesterday when I was talking yeah, about Yeah, I, I was thinking about it the whole time you were talking about Leslie. I should have said something and reminded you, because that's unforgettable. Right. Are you getting, like, a ton of requests from people you know to record birthday messages because they do these tapes on their birthday where... During the pandemic, people want to give a gift, and the gift is that uh, they get you to make a tape, uh, no. like a happy birthday message. I'm getting a ton of those. 
Who you say you don't know anybody? You say you don't have any friends. Who are these people? They're not even my friends. <laughs> like I got requests from like people I barely know that I've been at a party with once or twice, and they're like, "Hey, Howard, would you um we're making a tape for so and so's you know 80th birthday." Would you uh, just record a little 30-second message to so-and-so that so we can splice it in? And I'm like, fuck you. You want me because I'm, yeah, I barely know this person. Right. And not only that, also, they're expecting me to be funny. So I, I just can't go, hey, like man, you, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm You're not supposed gonna, yeah, to I, prepare something. Yeah. <laughs> it's work. I'm getting a ton of these things. I'm shocked you're not getting any because, I mean, and it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't have I, irritating I, friends, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that mostly it's women writing me about their husbands. And I go, why don't, why don't you get your husband a gift that doesn't involve me? You know what I mean? Like, like why do I have to come up with a gift? You come but up with a right. gift. Well, you don't even want to give her husband yeah. a gift. And now right. you've got to do this. Yeah, I don't like your husband. <laughs> I would, you know. And then what you have to do. Is the, and then I feel so guilty because I, I actually don't do them. I, I, I just I've had it. I don't want to do any of these. I've done a couple, but, the, you know, it's like enough. So then I have to send a gift. What? Yeah. And then you don't even get a thank you because uh, people are pissed you didn't do their video. But, You're now sending gifts to people you yeah. hardly know? Yeah. Yeah, oh they, they suck you in. I do not like people. This is why I'm doing very well in quarantine. I don't have to deal with this. I think that your problem is you don't have boundaries. Why are you getting gifts for people you don't even know? Because I feel bad. You know, I barely know these people. Anyway. Well, give them a hackneyed uh, video. Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. I'll be like The Bachelor. Did you watch The Bachelor last night? That guy, I that, what a bore. I have not watched The Bachelor yet. Yeah, he's so boring. He's just Is like, he? oh, I really want to get a woman. And he just talks in a monotone. A lot of good-looking guys do that. They talk in a monotone. They're bored. I know. They don't want to move their lips for some reason. Yeah, yeah it's more masculine. I haven't heard him talk, but. Yeah. By the way, that, let me just put a punctuation. Birthdays are for children. Okay, adults out there, stop with all the birth. Like my birthday's coming up, I don't want to hear about it. It's depressing. Do you want a ninetieth birthday party? Like no. when you get to be no. completely decrepit, do you want people to wheel you out? And no, make the you only try thing I want out the candles on a cake. The only thing I want on my ninetieth birthday <clears throat> is a video from people I barely know saying happy birthday to me. <laughs> If you can get me that, I would be All really right. appreciative. And I'll stare at it. Give me that list of people. Yeah. Like people celebrating their birthday and they're like 70. I'm like, you know what, dude? <laughs> There's nothing to celebrate about getting older. Honestly. Calm down. Yeah. I love all those old, you know, when they roll out this really elderly woman she obviously doesn't know where she is come on grandma <laughs> it's your birthday <laughs> yeah yeah leave me alone you irritate me <laughs> me my cupcake alone <laughs> uh, let's go to uh who's this charlie in michigan 
What up? Hey, bro. How's it going? Beautiful, man. Uh, you're just saying that. You're being polite, huh? Charlie, I'm losing patience. Um, if you, you know what I mean? He's not going to be polite very much longer. I'm trying to be pleasant. I had to listen to you guys' music speech. Every time we talk about Jack Bruce playing chords on a bass, it's like, okay, dude. Um, my whole con- okay. The reason why I called was what did he say, Robin? I'm something, something about, about Jack, Jack Bruce. Bruce and make you making a big okay. Deal no, about the reason why I called is I'm a young musician. Before the lockdown, I was in Los Angeles. That's um, how I got into your show. I was on tour with live bands, uh, national tours, and that's how I heard you guys before, like maybe two years. So I'm a I'm a new listener, but I got intense, and I guess why I called is. I'm trying to find that career because I'm 26 years old. And what do you say, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm on zone. I think Robin. we're honing in on a point yeah. any moment now. My, okay, my I think he said is, he's a musician. Okay, cool. I'm, he's certainly not a linguist, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I Good Lord, dude, me. make a point. What do you want to know? What can I help you with, Charlie? Let's start over. Okay, okay Howard, start over. Communicate, you dude. always have good you always have good points on career and I guess it's kind of scary being a young musician you started a career in it and just when I started getting oh uh, no, I got it okay I got it. you you can you can stop Charlie I got you all right I got the gist Oof. <laughs> uh Charlie's 26 it's calling me for career advice by the way Calling me for career advice is insane because guess what I decided to do? I went to college that my dad paid for, and then I decided to become a disc jockey on the radio. Think about a dumb move. You know what I mean? So, you know, I would be the first one to tell you right now, being a musician is barely cool anymore. I was watching New Year's Rock and Eve. I watched the NBC New Year version of New Year's Rock and Eve. Uh, I watched um, I, don't, I watched them all. See. Musicians are such douchebags now. You know what I mean? I'm talking about some of these new no, young kids. Like, like, man, it's no. not even cool. Sometimes I watch them and I go, geez, I, I used to want to be a rock star. Now I look at these guys and I go, ugh. You know, there's a couple, <laughs> of that, but the ones I saw New Year's Eve, my own, what is going on? I mean, just, I mean, a lot of, a lot of them, like, first of all, the clothing choices. The women have gone into full-on superhero outfits. Some of them are just just unpleasantly overweight to be wearing stockings with the like a unitard. I mean, oh, you—that's what people do now, Howard. I'm sorry, good. you're not good. right. No, no they it's are. not. It's not. That's why <laughs> it's you not get, cool. Come on, you, come it's on. not cool. Come on, I mean, have some decency. No, yeah, I know it's not yeah. cool, but nobody's doing it. <laughs> this is why oh. it gets. Kind of frustrating you guys talk about music. Nobody's doing what? You're, you're telling me what Nobody's I saw? Nobody's Bullshit. Put on New Year's Rock and Eve. I don't the put only that guy, shit on because I'm playing music. I'm out there playing music and all the people I watch playing the music. Only guy, shut up, music. The only guy, shut up, Charlie. The only kind of, the only guy who looked kind of cool was Nelly because he evidently works out. He's got like <laughs> arms like Mike. He's got arms like Mike Tyson. Nelly was on. Well, I guess okay. that Dancing with the Stars bit worked for him. <laughs> He's he, he, well. He was doing that, you know. 
It's getting hot in here. Take off all oh, your God, clothes. Oh, God, he's still doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 hey, why not? Nothing why not? <laughs> he had some other song he did. <laughs> I'm just like watching Can it. I'm fast forwarding. Charlie, why okay, don't you relax, dude? For a musician, you're awfully high key. Don't you smoke weed? Yeah, I smoke weed, but my point of relaxing for right now, I'm working on an assembly line outside of Detroit. And Stick with that. One of my... <laughs> My coworker gave me Adderall at my shift last night, and the reason why I'm not relaxed is because I'm trying to go to bed, but I've been on hold, so I'm on hold. Now I'm why would you take, and I'm trying to say it. Why would you take Adderall? Huh? Why would you take Adderall? What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, well, all I wanted to say was I was born. I, what I wanted to tell you, Howard, is I was born in St. Louis, and my mom, because she was from St. Louis, she's from she's a Colorado. Okay, Charlie, I got now. a little bit. I got a little bit of advice for you. Okay, serious, serious advice. Never take Adderall again. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, enough with him. Good lord, what a mess that kid is. Yeah, that explains why he couldn't make a point. Yeah, wow. Isn't that for like, <laughs> like if you're like dyslexic or something? Yeah, but you know, like these drugs have different <laughs> effects on adults than they do on yeah. kids and junk. And I don't even understand what what's going on anymore with drugs. Howard, Howard, I don't normally sound like an idiot, but I took some Adderall. <laughs> I mean, that's something someone should prescribe to you. Yes, Kristen in Maine, and then I'll... yeah, not the guy on the assembly line with you. Right. <laughs> The guy on the assembly line gave me Adderall. That's a bad <laughs> sentence. <laughs> the, guy on, the guy on the assembly line gave me Adderall. Uh, okay. What can I do for you, Hello? Kristen? Hi, Howard. Hi. So I got one of your phone calls the other night. My son was the one that put you on hold. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he, he kind of blew me away because I didn't wasn't expecting your call. And then he said, and I'm like, you put Howard on hold? New Year's Eve, I called some of our fans. As I said, I, I went on Twitter and I said, hey, send me your phone number and I'll call you. So uh -huh. I just randomly called people. So I'm, I'm I'm there with Beth and we're calling. And I call this guy and I go, hey, dude, it's me. It's Howard and it's my wife, Beth, and wishing you a happy new year. And he goes, oh, oh he goes, all of a sudden there's all kinds of confusion. He goes. Do me a favor, Howard. My mom's your biggest fan. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to go try and get her on the phone. I'm going to hold on. He goes, hold on. So now I'm on hold for a way too long a time. And Beth says to me, "Why are we?" Beth's very impatient. She goes, "Why are we on hold? Like, let's hang up on this guy." And I said, "You know what? He's excited. He didn't think we'd call. I'm going to wait. Let him get his mom on the phone." Because what else do we have to do? We're just sitting here staring at each other. Why don't let, let, <laughs> give the guy a couple of minutes. She was so shocked that I was patient with this guy. Uh -huh. So we uh, we were on hold like a good two minutes. And uh, she goes, I'm sure he's hung up by now. I go, no, he's getting his mom. And she'll be thrilled. She'll be happy to hear from us on New Year's Eve. Well, sure enough, this nunnick gets, you know, he, he gets his mom on the phone. And it was this this woman, Kristen. We talked uh -huh. for a while. We, we had a good conversation. She's very nice oh, lady. Kristen was good. Yeah, Kristen was good. The son was worth good. Everybody calmed down. Yeah, it was worth the wait. I, I forget so what we. I'm excited. 
Yeah, what did we talk about? Night. I forget what we talked about, but we had a good conversation. Twilight Zone. Oh, that I was, was watching it. the yeah. Twilight Zone marathon. We were talk. Kristen and I, New Year's Eve, were talking about the Twilight Zone marathon, and I said the, the the best episode, without a doubt, is the guy who wants to be left alone, but then he gets left alone in the world. He's the only guy left on the world, but he, his glasses break. And she said, "Right, he wanted to have time to read." Yeah, and then Kristen goes, "I just watched that," and then we started <laughs> talking about uh, Burgess Meredith, and we had yes. a we had a, a very good New Year's Eve uh, conversation. Yeah, it made my it made my entire night. I was so happy. Yeah, how you doing, honey? Good, good. And I couldn't believe afterwards because I didn't know he'd put you on hold. He told me after, and I go, "You put him on hold." Listen, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, he put me on hold. And then my wife is sitting there going, why are you staying on How hold? How else was he going to get you, Kristen? Yeah, but I go. I know, I go, but I, well, I knew nothing about it. It was like he, to, he wanted to surprise me. Yeah, I said to Beth, so let's say I hang up on this guy. What are we going to do now? Go call somebody else? So let, let, let's stay on hold and wait. wait for this. Yeah, and then we, and then we ended up in a, a reasonable conversation about the Twilight Zone. By the way, that episode, I know that episode. It's called Time Enough at Last. It's yeah. uh, Burgess Meredith, who, of course, played the Penguin on Batman. And it's really, really good. Really good. I love and, those Twilight Zone marathons. I can't just sit and watch a Twilight Zone episode, but I'll watch the marathon, even with commercials. Yeah, yeah. me Love too. It. That's, that's yeah. what I did for, like, hours. <laughs> you know, Kristen, so too bad I'm married. And sitting here watching it, and all of a sudden, he's like, wow, oh, you're on the phone with Howard. And I'm like, okay, because at first I didn't believe him. Too bad I'm married. In the old days, I would have come over and banged you. <laughs> <laughs> right, Robin? Would have banged I would have provided go. That's a service. That's right. Special delivery. <laughs> Yeah, here's Howard with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> How nice with that about it. a little personal touch. All right, yeah, very good, Kristen. To good to talk to you. All right, it was very nice uh, meeting you. But listen, the the relationship has to end now. You can't keep calling. <laughs> Don't right. call again now. That's yeah. right. You had enough. All right. Yeah. Let others get through. All right. Thank you, Kristen. There you go. Uh, Chase is on the phone. He needs to say a quick hello, and then we'll take a break. Yes, Chase. Oh, my God. First time, long time. Great to be on the phone with you. Uh, hang on a second. Let me just put you on hold for a second. Go ahead. Oh. All right. Did he have nice music on hold? No. That was the other weird thing. I was convinced I'd gotten hung up on. I was just like, I'm going to wait. I think it's a nice thing to do. All right. Just sorted some Adderall. Fucking so high. Putting on you on hold again. All right. Put me back on hold. Thank you. We're back on hold. He's going to pick up in a minute, Robin. Just All be right. patient. I'm yeah. sure he's got something important to say. Yeah. yeah. I want to wait and hear what he has to say. <laughs> uh, jerk it off. Fuck. Uh, cock is so hard. So All right. All right. Oh, my. It's so funny. We waited and waited on hold, and then I was in touch with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Paul, and then I'll take a break. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, uh, so I was watching on YouTube, uh, you on Headbangers Ball with Leslie West. Um, Oh, yeah. You know. Really funny. You and uh, Fred doing a Bob Dylan spoof of these times are changing. And um, you had these girls dancing while Leslie was playing Mississippi Queen. Really funny stuff. I was wondering if you can talk about that for, for a moment. 
you know, the thing with Leslie, and the reason I like Leslie West, rest in peace, Leslie, but the reason I liked him is, even though we had a friendship, and many times I would call on Leslie, um, you know, I told you, I, I gave him a job as a band leader, uh, and all this stuff when I had a TV pilot, this and that, but Leslie, and, and Leslie would do our birthday shows, and Leslie, you know, but Leslie wasn't like a nudgy friend. He didn't ask me to do a lot of things. Like, right. over, I've known, I've known Leslie, I'm going to guess, 25 years at least maybe 30. And uh, he wasn't one of those nudgy guys who calls you up every minute and goes, Hey, would you mind doing this? Would you mind doing that? You know, he, he, he was respectful of the friendship, but every once in a while, Leslie would ask me to do something and I never would refuse him because I love Leslie West. So I, I, I wouldn't refuse him. And the mo the only thing that I can think of that, that was recent, this was going back a couple of years. Leslie was excited because a magazine contacted him. And now wanted him to be a rock journalist. Oh. He was gonna he was gonna interview rock stars about music. And uh he goes, I would like you to be my first interview. I go, Leslie, the only thing is flawed is I'm not a musician. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Well, you're like a musician. I go, Leslie, I'm nothing like a musician. I talk for a living on the radio. How am I gonna be on your your first interview is gonna be me? That's what I want. So I remember my agent called me and said, hey, you, you want to do this? Because, you know, I usually run things. I go, listen, it's Leslie West. To me, he's a very important guy. I'm not going to refuse him. So, I'm, but I'm thinking to myself, what kind of fucking interview is Leslie going to conduct? It's going <laughs> to be weird. Because Leslie, Leslie likes to talk about himself. Well, Leslie goes, Okay, he's got some guy with him. They, Leslie couldn't even work equipment. He was just like, uh, I'm going to, Howard, I'm going to record you, all right? I go, yeah, Les, it's fine. He calls me up, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm now, I go, he goes, hold on. You know, they're setting up the equipment while I'm on hold, you know, while I'm waiting, you know. I'm, <laughs> he's I'm like, not no ready. One's, he's not even ready. <laughs> I just sit there. And Leslie, Leslie starts the interview. And I'm telling you, the entire interview, Leslie's like, you know, when I was in Mountain, uh, we, when I first met Felix, you got to hear this, <laughs> Felix and Gail, they were fighting like cats and dogs. And so the interview was supposed to be about an hour out of the hour. I might've answered one or two questions. I didn't even think there were questions. I just had a kind of like, just, I was saying, to myself, just say how, is something. This, how is this going to be an interview? Because when, when they go and listen to the transcript of this thing, it's all Leslie telling me all his <laughs> Leslie West stories. He's talking about Hendrix. He's talking about this one. He's talking about Felix Cream. You know, you know, and and quite frankly, I was thrilled because Leslie never disappointed me. I knew Leslie would be talking about himself. So I couldn't wait to see the interview in this rock magazine. I don't remember <laughs> the name of the magazine, but. Leslie sent me a copy and it's, and it says on there, Leslie West interviews Howard Stern. You know, he's our new rock reporter, blah, blah, blah. And son of a gun, what they did was they edited everything out. Leslie, did, you know, and they just, whatever one or two words I said that was there and it was a decent interview. Like they had a couple of pieces of information. I said, it's unbelievable. Wow. But I remember, I remember sitting there and like just being thoroughly entertained by Leslie and thinking there's just no way Leslie can be an interviewer. <laughs> Because he only wants to talk about He's himself. He's so busy with himself. That's right. Yeah. But meanwhile, it was a good interview. I don't know what they did. Maybe they made up the answers. <laughs>
Amazing. Yeah. All right, Paul. Thank you. Uh, I don't. I don't really remember doing Headbangers Ball, but if Leslie asked me to do it, of course I did it. I did whatever he wanted. Uh, I'll email the uh, the YouTube link. All right. I'll go look at that. I'll go stare at myself tonight. I'll get off the air and then I'll stare at myself. I would prefer not to. I, anything. I'm sure it was cringeworthy. But um, love Leslie. Miss him. Can't believe it. All right. Um, Robin, I'm going to take a break. Okay. And maybe I won't even return because I've said enough. Really. <laughs> well, no, actually, people will have to find out. Taylor Swift would like some dude that sounded like his name was Burl Ives. Remember Burl Ives? <laughs> of course. But, uh, I don't know what the guy. It's Taylor Swift and Burl Ives or something <laughs> Ives. <laughs> and it was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Taylor Swift and Burl Ives? I have not heard that. Oh, Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. I'm, I'm I think, embarrassed to say I, think, I don't know who Bon Iver is. I think it's pronounced Bon Iver, but I'm not. Positive. Oh, I think Gary, I've heard fancy. To say it. Look at Gary, Bon Iver. Bon Iver. <laughs> yeah, that's like I knew some guy. His name was um, Diamond, but he said his name was Diamond. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> bon Iver. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. How pretentious. Baba Booey. <laughs> well, what is the song? Is it any good? I, don't know. I might have to pronounce that correctly if it's any See, good. I think it was good. Like, I kind of heard it in passing, and I went, oh, who's that? And it, it sounded interesting. But here it is. Here's Bon Iver. <laughs> oh, look at this. His real name is Justin Vernon. I knew it. I oh, knew, I knew. yeah. Where'd yeah. Bon Iver come from? Bon Iver. Here's Justin Vernon and Taylor Swift. <laughs> bon Iver. I'm not buying into that. Fuck you. And it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it. Holding all this love. Remember, I tried to change my name to Miles August. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this film before. Yeah, this is the song. It's good. You're not my homeland anymore. So what am I defending now? You were my town, now I'm in exile seeing you out. I think I've seen this film before. Sounds like one of those songs I could sing. I was thinking that. I was like, this is how you should sing. <laughs> like a grunt. Like bon, I'm going to sing like Bon Iver. It's Iver. working for Bon Iver. A.K.A. Justin Vernon. Oh. He's just your understudy Like he'd get your knuckles bloody Kind of like this song Second, third, and hundredth chances Balancing on breaking bridges Those eyes add insult to injury Bon Iver I think I've seen this home before Oh, Bon Iver is a band, not a guy. We sound oh, like idiots. Okay. Yeah, we sound like That's Walter like, Cronkite. Going, yeah, like, the Led Zeppelin. 
<laughs> Mr. Jethro Tull, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure. Bon Iver is a band, Robin. What's wrong with you? I knew that. Five members. I'm sorry. Hey, now. I thought it was good. Hey, now. I mean, I'm not... It sounds it, good. Yeah, I mean, it's not Starman by David Bowie, but it's a reasonable song. I can get behind that. All right, Fred. Cut it. I had enough of that. I'm not, not going to listen to that. Whole, I don't think I've actually listened to the whole song. I, I, I just, like, catch it in pieces. Right. Yeah, in pieces, you think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of, you know, good. I used to uh be interested in whatever band saturday night live or musical guest saturday night live had whether i'd heard of them or not because it was like oh what are they into what are they capturing that i don't know about now i fast forward through so many yeah. of those i can do like performances. a like i heard that song like for 10 15 seconds and i went oh that sounds <laughs> pretty good but i didn't actually sit and listen to the whole thing yeah. i'm not gonna do that yeah. i got i'm too busy <laughs> It's like um, in radio, when I, when I, like, you know, I've been in radio a long time, but there was one point in radio, I think this was a Lee Abrams idea, where, but I might be wrong, at a lot of the rock stations, they decided that the idiots in the audience had too short of an attention span for new music. You know, they couldn't handle it. So they figured out, fuck playing the whole song. We'll play like they called it like combo package, something like that. They had a, they had a slick name for it. And then right. they would play like pieces of a song for you. And that's how they were going to turn you on to new music. And I think they <laughs> tried it for a while. Slowly get it into your blood. Yeah. But the audience, uh, the audience rejected that. It was like literally you'd be listening to the radio and it'd be like, um, 10, 15 second clips of a song. You didn't have to sit and listen through the whole thing. <laughs> it was a wacky idea. Crazy. I like Lee. He had a lot of good ideas. That wasn't you know, one some, of them. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, listen, he threw shit against the wall. They all can't be gyms, right? Yeah. yeah, Lee. I mean, not everything works. You try. <laughs> I would like to be there when he went to the radio station. said, we got a new thing. Lee was such a famous radio consultant that at one point, no matter what he said, people did. They figured he yeah. knew what he was talking about. So like, they were like, hey, you know, why don't you just play a half a song? <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Then for a while, there was a whole thing in radio where they figured out, I remember WPLJ tried this. They decided they were going to speed up the records that you didn't yeah. have enough. They could get more music in in an hour if they sped them up. But all the artists started complaining because like they'd speed it up so that it wasn't so noticeable, but it was like a little bit faster. So, so they could say, we play 23 songs an hour, which is physically <laughs> impossible. <laughs> you know, but they, they were like, we play 23 songs an hour. What we're doing is speeding them all up a little bit. So you'll get more music. Can you imagine Led Zeppelin speeding yeah. up? I love, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I, I went to a program director just to see if I could. I said, what if we play all our songs at once? <laughs> we could get thousands of songs an hour. And they, they, they said that I was incapable of uh, being a program director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was there was a whole there was i remember i've seen a lot come and go in radio and uh it was all very interesting you know like a lot of uh people had a lot of good ideas and some of them stuck and some of them didn't yeah but lee was smart he was like he was the guy who figured out this job yeah 
Think about it. Radio stations, they pay millions of dollars for these radio stations. And then when it came down to it, they leave it up to the disc jockey to pick the music. These imbeciles who are working like me for $4 an hour know nothing about music. I have no idea what you'd like. I'll get on the radio and decide what you should hear. What a dumb idea. So <laughs> Lee, Lee and a couple other guys like Fred Jacobs, they were these guys who figured out, why are we handing the franchise, or, oh, franchise over to guys who have probably hopped up on meth? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I remember some of the guys I used to work with. I had one guy, he, he would come on the radio. He, he was so high on cough syrup, which was all he could <laughs> afford. He would sit there with his girlfriend and they would drink cough syrup through the night. Oh, my God. That was yeah. really bad. And I would relieve the guy in the morning. You know, he was completely whacked out of his head. And, you know, they're leaving the franchise up to these guys. So, uh, you know. Lee and a bunch of other guys figured out, you know what we're going to do? We'll pick the fucking music and tell these assholes what to play. Yeah. And I was like, thank God. I don't want to pick the music. I don't know what people want to hear. Who gives a shit? I just want to talk on the air. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't want to sit there and pick your stupid music. But then it got to be a drag. I started to care because when I played dust in the wind by kansas for the 15th time during one airship i was like <laughs> yeah what that's what they on? did to you you played the same yeah. music over and over again yeah well then i started cheating on the system i would you had a card that would tell you what to play i would take the card and rotate it to the back if i didn't <laughs> like the song so the system was you know it was flawed <laughs> i mean i'm not playing the system hi it's howard stern wwdc AM and WWDC FM, Washington, D.C., with a tune I'm sure you don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, no one wants to hear, but Burkhard Abrams wants you to hear. This is Dust in the Wind. <laughs> People hanging themselves in my audience. Uh, not only that, this is a short song, so you can't even take a pish to, you know, run out. <laughs> <laughs> And this song is deceptive because it sounds like you're going to have some time. And then it just yeah. ends. And then it ends. It ends way, pre way it ends prematurely. I, I was hoping for a live version. Yeah. Oh, song. Pretty song and everything if you hear it once. Ay, ay, ay. Oh. Some of yeah, they could are... ruin a song playing it so much. Oh, God. And then when Rush, Spirit of Radio, I guess <laughs> they picked that one because it had radio in the radio title. Radio in it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Here's Rush, Spirit of Radio. Ding! You know, like, <laughs> who's, who's that? Like, how am I? And, you know, by the way, then if I don't get ratings, they fire me. <laughs> I like I get fired. They don't fire the guy picking the music. They fired me. Coming at you, WNBC. we got Spirit of Radio for you for the 99th time. Enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a song I'm very sure they picked because it has the radio in the title. <laughs> I don't know why more bands didn't catch on. Put radio in the song. <laughs> Long intro. You could do the weather. You could do a stock market report. You could do a promo. Give away stuff. <laughs> Talk to a listener. Get it Find all the in. lost dog. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. I remember radio was ruined for me because when I would listen to the radio, I would get so nervous for the DJ that he was going to talk over the lyric. 
<laughs> and I was just like sitting there on Spilches going, oh, my God, the guy's taking a phone call and he's got it all timed out, I hope. <laughs> you know, sometimes I would take live phone calls and you had to do a talk up. Right. You know, you go, uh, Spirit of Radio, WWDC AM, WWDC FM, uh, Washington, D.C. Hi, who's on the air? Uh, hello? Yeah, who's on the air? Uh, my name is... Uh, Don't you know your name? My name is Jim. Oh, Jim, okay. Um, Jim, you've just won a trip to the Rush concert. Oh, wow. What's your favorite radio station? It's... Uh, and I'm like, uh-oh, the vocal's coming. This asshole is not going <laughs> to... Uh, WWD... Oh, he's going to step on that vocal. WWDC? Yeah, DC 101. Oh. <laughs> Time's up. What <laughs> pressure. What a dumb job. <laughs> Ma- but there amount are of people hours. who made it sound easy. Yep. Oh, they did. All those they guys we worked with at NBC. All in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah. And they had a deep voice, too. <laughs> I was like, how do they know how to do that? That's a skill that I just don't possess. Yeah, you've won. Guess what you just won? What did I win? A three-hour boat tour. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. What's your favorite radio station? WNBC. (laughs) That's impossible. It's the shittiest radio station on the (laughs) dial. How could that be your favorite station? You're just saying that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> when people would go, i go, what's your favorite radio station? they go, WNBC. i go, you're a turd. <laughs> How could you possibly like this, this shit that they're slamming down your throat? It was the worst radio station I'd ever heard. I, was, I, I couldn't believe I finally was going to be on New York radio and I was on the shittiest station. AM music station that played shit. <laughs> and, the, and, and somehow, I guess they had some sort of audience. What's your favorite radio station? Hey, here we go. A little, uh, who's this, Frank Stallone or something? Yeah, what is Frank Stallone. I don't know who the fuck it is. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure at the time I knew who this was. Survivor, thank you. WNBC, we've got Survivor for you. Everyone loves it. What's your favorite radio station? Hello? What's your favorite radio station? Anything but this piece of shit. <laughs> I, I'm with you, pal. You're I'm listening by right. accident. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You're, 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 what are you doing listening to this? I don't have FM in my car, and the only station that comes in is this one. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, what a horrible station. The fact that people would unsolicited go, my favorite radio station is WNBC. <laughs> I was always shocked. Always shocked. It's like, wow, somebody thinks this is a good station. With the shittiest music, the sh- inane conversation on with the DJs. Oh, my God, listen to this. Yeah. This is stuff we had to What's your favorite radio endure. station? Uh, are you playing Men at Work? Yes. <laughs> this is not my favorite radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you guys play this a half hour ago? Yeah, we did. What's your favorite radio station? <laughs> Not this. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst playlist ever. And I was working. There. I was like, shit. I wanted to get to New York so girls who rejected me would hear me on New York radio. 
and now they're hearing me on a shit station. <laughs> <laughs> My fantasy destroyed. I was like, oh, yeah, that girl who broke up with me because I had a small penis and told me she found a guy with a big cock. She's going to hear me and be just fucking livid that she didn't stay <laughs> with me. And then I'm playing this. For the 99th time in a row. Here we go. Whatever the fuck this song is. Stay with me or something. Take on me. Take on me. Yeah, I don't something even, like that. I, I've played it every day for the last three years and I don't know the name of it. Aha. I'm playing Aha and it's completely feminized. Yeah, me. everybody had a horrible douchey name. Kaja Goo Goo and but. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> Bad names. Stay on me. Stay on me, take on me. You can act like a man and play some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> ah. I was like, I am gonna, my career's gonna die on the vine because no one can be listening to this. And then the ratings came out and people were listening to me. I was shocked. Like we had defied the odds. Thank God. It was a miracle. Fred's pulling out every NBC song from the playlist. <laughs> every shitty song there was. Yeah, well, what is this, Fred? This is Olivia Newton-John. Right. Yeah. Wasn't anything like this. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. That was me. I hit a button. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, how'd that happen? Shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so give me that song again. Yeah, we played this. And I was happy to play this. This was one of the better songs. We had, let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. I was like, this is one of the better tunes. I was like, wow. I thought I was a badass. I came from a rock station in Washington, D.C. I was coming to New York. And now I'm playing physical. And I'm like, you're here to play Barbra Streisand. Yeah. All the women who wouldn't have sex with me in high school are listening to this and going, now I know why I didn't have sex with this idiot. <laughs> like, what a mess. I've got the time of my life. For, yes. The, what was the, the, that movie? Dancing. The dance movie. Boot, footloose? Was dirty this dancing. a Footloose? Dirty Dirty Dirty, dirty, dirty dance. Dance. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Patrick Swayze's going to dance with her. Good. Baby. Parents called her baby. W-N-B-C. We put the hit in shit. <laughs> shit radio station. So embarrassed that I worked there. Shamed. Shame. <laughs> Shame. We're so ashamed. So bad music. I'm like, you know, I'm a badass rock and roll DJ and I'm here, but it was the only way like, I could get to New York. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> yeah. WNBC, come on, Eileen. Yeah, I want to come on Eileen for sure. <laughs> come on, Eileen. Another shitty song. Come on, Eileen. And I'm going to come on you too when I meet you. Now, this one breaks my stride. <laughs> yeah, I know. Break my, break my stride. <laughs> By Matthew Wilder. Right, Fred? Correct. Wow. 
Yeah, well, hey, I had to play this every day for like, how long were we there? Two and a half years? I don't know. Three years? Yeah, miracle that we lasted that long. Everybody gonna hear Coming at you. Coming up next, BB. Like, oh, wow, I'll stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that was coming up next was not like sometimes you'd have to they, they, yeah. you'd have to promote what songs were coming up in the next hour. And I'm like, I don't want to do this because no one's going to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> right. 